This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi there, you're listening to the Saturday Quiz. My name's John Leary, and it's so good to be back. As the host of this podcast, it's my job to ask the 10 questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper, and it's up to my guests to come up with the answers. Joining me today are two men with a long history of creating comedy and satire for the ABC. Happily, that association is set to continue with the upcoming series Australian Epic. This six-part extravaganza takes some of the country's most colourful true stories and turns them into musicals. From Steve Bradbury's unlikely gold medal on ice to Johnny Depp's illegal importation of his dog's pistol and boo. Joining me today are the writers of this ridiculous union of musical and documentary. Welcome to the show, Chris Taylor and Andrew Hansen. Hello, Johnny. Hello, it's gentlemen. It's lovely so, to be so here. nice to have you on the show. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, Johnny. And um, it's a reunion of sorts for us three, isn't it? Because certainly we have just, yeah, we're, as you said, very kindly uh, mentioned, uh, we've got a new musical show coming to the ABC. But we all met through the first musical that Andrew and I wrote together. But people might not know this, but Johnny Leary used to be a, a singer. He used to perform in musical theatre for the Sydney Theatre Company. Not just singing. I, I, yeah, there was a dance involved too, Chris. A spectacular <laughs> dance, actually. Johnny, A true triple threat, you could call me, I guess, at that stage. Oh, you used to bring the house down in Look, in you were very show, generous with, the show. with giving me probably the best number on... The, the show was called Dead Caesar, and it was a version of... Uh, Julius Caesar's assassination as a musical. Yeah, sort of very vaudeville kind of late night review slash musical. It was sure. it was commissioned. It was, I think Brendan Cow, the, the great actor and playwright, was running this experimental arm of the Sydney Theatre Company, encouraging angry young writers to develop their playwriting craft. And he gave me the opportunity to say something important. And I came back with this very lowbrow <laughs> musical romp. Everyone's in togas. It was straight out of the 60s. Um, it was fun, but it was, it was the most amazing cast. I mean, as well as yourself, John, you and Leslie and Leon Ford, um, Toby, Toby Leonard yeah. Moore, Monica's. I mean, yeah, it was. To- Toby Moore, who went on to star in billions, for yes, God's sake. Yes, everyone anyway. except Andrew and I went on to amazing things. And uh, here we are still making <laughs> lowbrow musical comedy for the ABC. <laughs> uh, yeah, tell me tell me about Australian Epic. How did that come about? Well, are you, are you going to tell the story, Chris? I mean, how did it come about? I mean, it, <laughs> you know, it was a thing where we, we were interested since doing that musical with you johnny in doing a full-length proper music thing because we'd done little bits of silly musicals in our chasers shows you know we did a segment that chris and i used to write together called if life were a musical where 
people would burst into song in public places. And we used to think, oh, we, we sort of vaguely talked about maybe doing a, a full-on show one day. And <laughs> We did, yeah. We no, did. But it's, as you know, John, theatre's hard and expensive. And developing musicals in this country is really, really hard. I always take my hat off to anyone who gets a new Australian musical up. But I guess we sort of regarded ourselves as creatures of television. We actually went to SBS originally. For sad reasons, they decided they couldn't proceed with it for budget reasons. But then the ABC uh, opened a door and they pushed us even further to sort of choose stories that aren't just sort of great stories in their own right, but sort of say something about Australia. Somehow parables that reflect aspects of the Australian national character. So we've got... Excellent. You know, the Bradbury story you mentioned is the, the classic underdog story. Then we've got we've got some darker chapters. We do the Tampa, which which a mm. lot of people were quite nervous <laughs> about us. I'm sure. Trying yeah. to, trying uh, to turn... our, our comedy musical about yeah, the, the but, Tampa. Yeah. You know, it remains to be seen whether we succeeded or not. But we kind of think it's the most successful episode because it's a satire. It's not sort of flippant comedy mm. it's what we always did with the chaser which was satirize the politics of the day so we look at the howard government policies we look at how the military was brought in and exploited as part of that chapter most of the shows yeah. there, there, there's a lot well, of silliness in the shows but a lot of it's really satirical about australian values and, the, and none more so than the tamper rip yeah and yeah. i guess having something important to say it always leads to probably the better outcome in in terms of an artistic output well it's got a sort of a heart to it the story and 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 chris had the brilliant idea with the tampa story of of making it the story of one particular refugee um, and uh-huh. you know we got in contact with abbas nazari who was you know one of the people who was rescued by the crew of the Tampa, and so really it's it's his story you know and, and chris interviewed abbas to to wow. sort of be the, the main character in the show. And I think that that's what also I think make, makes that story work is that because it's his story, it's a human story. It's not just a, you know, a, a story of government policies and <laughs> things like that. Mm. It's about a real person. Amazing. And uh, we, we couldn't have done it without him. I mean, his cooperation and, and just first-person um, testimony makes the show. There were, there were other stories we wanted to do but couldn't for that reason. We couldn't get the person to agree to tell their story. Yeah, and, and we should say not all the stories are kind of, you know, very heavy um, emotional stories. I mean, we also, one, one of the stories is about the disastrous Melbourne Ferris wheel that kept falling <laughs> down. You know, I mean, it, it, there's a very light and silly stories in there too. Yeah. But the Ferris wheel refused to speak to us <laughs> and it was very hard <laughs> to, give, to give its perspective but uh yeah all right well on this podcast i like to ask my guests before we get into the questions if they have a favorite piece of trivia do either of you have a favorite piece of trivia i was furious with a um question in the good weekend a couple of weekends ago i don't know if either of you yes it's i'll give it to you now Mm. um go it was what country does france share its longest border with Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's a it's tough one, be actually. Germany? Is it going to be Germany? Germany? Is it going to be Germany? I, we were debating mm-hmm. in our household Germany, maybe Spain, but probably Germany. Locked in Germany. Fuck this. It, the answer was Brazil, 
because it's claiming French uh, Guiana. Uh, uh, and uh, I cancelled my Herald subscription. That's not a part of France. It's, it's not part of France. No person wow. would interpret that question as including colonies. That's outrageous. It's more than a colony, though, isn't it? Like uh, French Guiana. It, 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 it is, is actually France. Call them? Is it? it is. Is, I it mean, like it is, a, is it a province? Is it, is it one of their provinces? Yeah. Sure. Look, te- technically, it's part of France, but no one would read that question thinking no. it includes those territories. No, it's one of those funny countries that's, that has yeah. a peace, then, that's miles away, like, you know. Like, Portugal has a, has a peace. Yeah. That's, well, they're nowhere near Portugal. The, the, the Azores. The Azores. Where yeah. are they? Oh, I don't even know where middle they are. Middle of the Atlantic. They look yeah. gorgeous. They're really yeah. beautiful. Oh. There's hydrangeas all over them. They look well, really nice. please. I'd like to go. Well, it's, it's, it's Madeira's <laughs> there. So that's where they invented Madeira. That, that's, the cake. Not the cake, the drink. The cake The oh, cake the was invented by the British, Johnny. If you, if you want to quiz me. Madeira cake is a British cake that was designed to go with the Madeira drink. Well, it doesn't have Madeira I've in looked it. into this. I have looked into that. <laughs> I, what, what you're forgetting, Johnny, is that if Andrew ever went on Mastermind, Madeira would be his <laughs> yeah, yeah. topic. I'm big on that. <laughs> You've walked into a real I'm going to flunk the Saturday quiz, but you get me oh on the subject God. of Madeira. Oh, Madeira, wow. they, call, they, they sort of call over. it Madeira or something like that. But, Madeira? Madeira. You say Madeira, I say Madeira. (laughs) Let's call the whole thing off. The the, the questions I always like, I love questions that combine like geography with the English language. There There was a great trivia question in a rival publications quiz recently, which named the only country in the world that ends in the letter G. Oh, oh, gee, it's, uh, oh, hang on, there's a country that ends in G and country. there's only one. Nothing ends in G, that's nonsense. It ends in G in the English language or in its own language? In the English language, yeah. In the oh. English language, I mean, let me see my bro, Peru, Egypt. Do you want, do you want me to give you clues to get yeah. to it more quickly? Is there, is there, yeah, an, end, on, is there an end before the, the G? Look, is, it, is it an ang or an ing or an ong type of country? No, there's no N before the G. Um, Ooh, it's located right. in Europe. Located in Europe? Gee whiz. Um, But this would be very offensive uh, to anybody who lives in that country. Do do you have a lot of international fans of the podcast, Johnny? Because if they're they're living Uh, in, you know, Zulag or whatever the place is called. When when backpackers or holidaymakers sort of do Europe, it's not commonly on the itinerary. It's not one of the greatest hits, but you've heard of it. This is a tough one. It's small. small. I'm going to need the answer given to me. Yeah, no, so am I. Well, okay, I'll, I'll give you one more clue. It's th- these two countries often come up in trivia. It, it, it's not Liechtenstein; it's the other one. Oh yes, what's that oh, called? Another one of those little um, tax ha- tax dodgers. Is it is it yeah. full of tax dodging people? Is what, it one what of those? Is it I think it has a monarchy. Like it's not it's not Andorra. Andorra doesn't end in G. I thought that was the Andorag. other one. Andorag. Andorag begins with L. <laughs> Le- it begins with no. L. Oh, Gosh. no. L- what is it? Luxembourg. Oh, Luxembourg. <laughs> yeah, I have heard of that. Oh, oh, but that doesn't end in so G. That's so annoying. It does end in G. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, really. so I wouldn't have known that it ended in G. No, no one's ever spelled. I've never heard it spelled out, Chris. I'm pretty sure you honeymooned <laughs> in Luxembourg. <laughs> that would be nice. I just returned from, from Europe and I, I uh, did not go to Luxembourg. Not many people do. I, I, it's it's no. about two square metres, I think, isn't it? It's Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. All right. Well, thank you for those those bits of trivia. They're very kind of geographical and uh, Madeira based uh, bits of trivia, which are brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Now, mm-hmm. before any more time gets away from us, please let's jump into the actual quiz 
Here we go. Question number one. Basal cell carcinoma is the most common but least serious form of what type of cancer? So a nice cheery Gee. opener. All right. <laughs> do, 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 does it, can either of us just jump in? Yeah, absolutely. All you're, right. you're, I, 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 you're I'm going to say skin. I'm gonna, it's, a, it's a skin thing. You get those things on your nose, don't you? You are correct. It is skin cancer. It is. Woo! Uh, it's a very common cancer. It's um, uh, basal cell cancer accounts for at least thirty-two percent of all cancers globally. Gosh, so a, a full very third of cancer. cancers. It's very popular cancer, um, and thankfully, it is a, a relatively. Um, what do you say? You can you can recover it's, from it. It's not. Yeah, it's a, yeah. If it's your doctor very, tells you you have it, you don't. That's it. You don't. It's not the worst yeah, day of your life. It, yeah. Exactly. It's not the worst. It's not the worst cancer. To okay. Have. Well, yeah. It is probably the best cancer to have. That would be a game cancer. show, wouldn't it? To rank the cancers, which <laughs> yeah. very social Possibly. media friendly. <laughs> there must be a TikTok. Must be a TikTok. I'm going to put uh, basal yes. cell at number three. <laughs> In terms of ranking the skin cancers, there are mm. three main types of skin cancer. So oh. basal cell skin cancer, the one that we were talking about. The yeah. next one down in seriousness is the squamous cell skin cancer, uh, which I'd never heard of. But you have mm. certainly heard of the third type of skin cancer, which is the more dangerous one, which is... Do you, do you want to tell me? Melanoma. Ooh. Melanoma is the right answer. Very well is, done. Is, is the whole quiz going to be this grim, John? <laughs> Thankfully, I mean, no. Oh, phew. I, I think... Right. We're into the arts question next. Uh, so question number oh, two. Okay. <clears throat> Darcy right. Bustle, ah, yes. Margot Fontaine mm -hmm. and Anna Pavlova are all famous in which field of the arts? I've got this one, yes. answer. Uh, go for it. Go for it, Chris. Ballet. They are all prima ballerinas. Ballet. You're, you're absolutely oh, I was correct. going to say cake. <laughs> <laughs> Which you're back on the cakes, so Madeira cake and uh, and, and Pavlova. Yeah, <laughs> how many other cakes we were going to roll out in this quiz? Darcy Bustle, I is one of the poshest. Do you know Darcy Bustle? Not personally, but she was on a documentary. I think there was one. It was actually a really good doco. The BBC um, did a whole behind the scenes of Covent Garden. I think it was called oh. The House or something like that, or The, the yes, Garden, yeah, The Garden, yeah. maybe it was called. The Garden, sure. And Darcy featured quite a bit. And, she, you know, like, it, it's always beautiful when someone from a profession is the exact stereotype cliche of what you expect that to be. So, you know, like in Baker, if you met a baker who's covered in flour with a big hat... Darcy yeah. is literally dresses. She walks around on pointy toes. She's the slightest thing, extremely posh, incredibly yes. good at her job. Well, she's actually Dame Darcy Bustle. Uh, she, she might her, be now. Her mm. birth name, the name that she uh, was given at birth, is Marnie Mercedes Darcy Pemberton Crittle. <laughs> oh, that's even better. That's even so that better. absolutely ties in with what you're saying. Yeah, that's right. Amazing. Yeah. She's so she's deposhed herself. So she she's so she rather yeah. than so rather those people she, who marry to add hyphenated surname, she's actually shrunk her name to sound more common. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's still too, too posh even even for a ballet dancer, she thought yeah. that was that was too highfalutin. <laughs> that was too much. Needed to have more much. common touch with the rest of the ballerinas. 
Yeah, well, what what's interesting is that she has an Australian father, John Crittle, and an uh, English mother, Andrea Williams. But then her her mother is is where the uh, bustle comes from because she her mother remarried to yet another Australian right. a dentist named Philip oh, yeah. Bustle. Was she in Australia, Johnny, this mother, or just had a thing for Aussies? No, they were in England. They were in London. And so, yeah, she just had a thing for Australian men. Gee, it'd be hard to meet Aussies in London, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Very, very hard. Uh, And well done, of course, Margot Fontaine and Anna Pavlova were both ballerinas uh, as well. All right, question number three. According to English folklore, what type of animal is associated with Dick Whittington? Ooh, Dick Whittington. He had a cat, right? Yeah, he had a cat. He did have a cat. Very well done. How do you know that? The funny thing is, I don't know the story of Dick Whittington at all. The only thing <laughs> I know about him, the, the one and only piece of information I've got on him, is he had a cat. Because I sort of associate <laughs> that, you know, Dick Whittington and well, his the, cat. But I don't know the what thing happened. That he's most famous for, I guess. Mm. The legend, which was made popular through poems, plays and ballads in the 17th and 18th centuries, later provided the plot for, you know, Christmas pantos and that kind Mm. of thing. The story describes Dick's rise from poverty-stricken childhood to the fortune he made through the sale of this cat to a rat-infested country or place. Um, oh, yeah. So it, it, in different versions of the story, you know, it's in Persia and he goes and sells his cat to the, the, the what are they called? The, the Persians. Um, yeah, the <laughs> Persians. <laughs> and, um, and the cat gets rid of all the rats and the, the not the Tsar, what are they called in? Uh, yeah, yeah, the Tsar of Persia, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Um, the, shah. the Shah. I think it's the Shah. The shah. <laughs> Not the Shah. Not the, the Shah. The Shah, you know, gives him half his fortune and off go- Dick goes with, uh, you know, from having nothing but a cat to being a, a very rich person. Isn't that interesting? So that's the story. I, I didn't know that either. I, like Andrew, I... Yeah, I have an association that there's a cat. But isn't it interesting that they're so famously entwined, Dick and his cat, and yet he couldn't be rid of the cat quickly enough? The, the story seems to be predicated on the fact he he was so greedy. He, he wanted to cat. get rid of the cat just <laughs> yeah. to earn a living. And he didn't care who he gave it to. No, exactly. However, the real Dick Whittington, or Richard Whittington, who became Lord Mayor of London four times in the 1300s, did not come from a poor family or ah, common stock. It was and married to Darcy no Bustle. And- <laughs> yeah, he was an Australian. Uh, and there is no compelling evidence that he ever even owned a cat. Oh, God. So really? Okay. Go. All but right, you... question number four. The first female prime minister in the world was Siramavo Bandaranaike. Which country did she lead? Ooh, how confident were you with the pronunciation there, Johnny? Oh, how'd I go? Uh, like, it, well, that I was know. pretty good. That was, that was good. One. You were happy with that. Um, oh, it's, no, it's probably not Australia. 
No. But uh, I, correct. The, the answer to all these questions usually about the first woman in, in high office, it's normally always New Zealand. But it's that New name, Zealand, that name didn't sound Kiwi at all. No. It's, yes, um, no, it's I, not. I would steer you away yeah. from, is it, is from it there. Like, is, is it like Bangla- there's a Bangladesh you. or something like that? Oh, you're, you're close, sir. Bhutan? And I will, Bhutan? I will tell you that, it, like New Zealand, it is an island nation. Sri Lanka. Ah. It is Sri Lanka. Oh, well done. Very well done. Well done. Yeah. And isn't that progressive? Isn't that wonderfully progressive of Sri Lanka? Well, yeah. It it was quite a... She came to power in quite an interesting way. She served three terms as Prime Minister... From 1960 to 1965 and 1970 to 1977. And then once again in the country's presidential system Mm -hmm. from 94 to 2000, governing under the presidency of her daughter, Chandrika Kumaratunga. I didn't do as well with that. (laughs) I feel feel chastened. I haven't heard of her. She sounds like she's been quite a a figure. Yeah, she she became Prime Minister the first time after her husband, Solomon, who preceded her as Prime Minister, was assassinated. Um, and uh, By her. <laughs> yeah, that's one way of getting it. Really power-hungry woman. <laughs> really, really power-hungry. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, so the, the party that he was the leader of convinced her to... To carry on the, the, the legacy, the leader. yeah. And yeah, after a, a short time as the leader of the opposition, after he was assassinated, she contested the 1960 election and, and won it and attempted to bring in radical reforms, including nationalising the banking, education, industry, and trade organisations, and was leader during the country's transition from an independent country in the Commonwealth of Nations to its status as a republic. And, indeed, a change of name. Do you wow. know what it was called before it was Sri Lanka? Not, not Salon, Ooh. was it? Do I reckon was that's Salon. Salon. Yeah. Yeah. Salon. Salon yeah, tea. Tea. Exactly, Salon tea. Salon tea, yeah. Um, <laughs> but she is something of a divisive figure in that in her original kind of rise to power was uh, predicated on a, a, a sort of division al- along racial lines in in the country you know which which has had right. lasting repercussions i see um so yeah re- uh, interesting but divisive yeah i'm figure. glad i'm glad we don't have that system where if you know if the the male with one partner dies the spouse is just put forward like you imagine if if gillard was knifed by rudd and suddenly tim matheson is the yeah. prime minister of the country can you imagine that yeah no, or, or jeanette dude. like jeanette yeah. howard or jeanette, you know, or, or, jeanette yeah. or um or what was scomo's uh Jenny? Jenny. Jenny. Jenny, 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 and, the Jenny, and, the Jenny and the girls. Jenny and the girls. Jenny and the girls take over. My goodness. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Question number five. True or false, singer Johnny Cash's real name Ooh. was John Carter. Oh, wow. that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, because well, I know he's he's sort of related to June Carter Cash, right? Who's also a singer, and so I'm going to guess. Well, sort that of related by marriage, like they were married. Oh, married. Okay. Well, I'm going to guess that that's true then. Or am I okay. thinking? Am I thinking of just her when I think? 
But so she kept she kept his original name and inherited his stage name. You say <laughs> it sounds. That, it sounds like she took on both. She took on both names. She she could have gone fifty fifty, but she goes no. I can't make up my mind. I'll just be June Carter Cash. I think uh, so. I'll, oh, I'll go with Andrew. I'll say true. It's entirely false. Ah. So, but hang on, there is a June Carter cat. <laughs> there is, yeah, there is a June Carter cat. Maybe that was her maiden name. But she was always June Carter. Ah. She was June uh, Carter. Oh, so the, the trick Carter question. family, uh, we're slightly a trick question. Oh, I feel we're, we're in the in territory fact, of the French border here. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> In fact, his name wasn't even... Johnny, Johnny or John. His name was actually J.R. Cash. Oh. So he... J.R. the had, initials. The initials. And they didn't stand for anything. He Wow. He was given so initials but no, no name to go with them. It is hilarious. normally you'd only ever yeah. call yourself J.R. as some kind of showbiz, catchy. Yeah. And he was given a showbiz name and abandoned it for Johnny, which isn't bad, <laughs> well, but... Well, which isn't bad, sure. <laughs> that actually came about because when he enlisted in the US Air Force, they wouldn't accept initials as a first name. So he became John, and thereafter he became Johnny when he became a professional musician. What were his parents thinking? Were they dyslexic or lazy? I mean, why did they... They just... couldn't... The, apparently the story is that they couldn't agree. One of them wanted to, I think the father wanted to call him John, or one of them wanted to call him John, the other wanted to call him Ray, right. and rather oh. than say... Have both of those oh, as given names? No, they just went, we'll just take the first two initials. JR. Uh, interesting. JR. I never American. knew that. That's really interesting. Yeah. All right then. Well, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Chris Taylor and Andrew Hansen, and we are up to question number six. Which country won the 2023 Rugby World Cup? Oh, this has just Ooh, been on. Okay. It's just been on. Oh, my God. Oh, Lordy. Uh, I rugby. sure that, if, yeah, the pair of... Look, I know nothing about both. sport at the best of times, and, and, and isn't rugby, like, one of the least popular... <laughs> Sports. Well, I mean, it's, I, look, that's, that's Australia's star has really fallen. It's very sad what's become of the Wallabies. So we didn't even qualify. We sort of bowed, no. uh, bowed out very early. I think Only at the, the end, it was the All Blacks were certainly in the final. Was it All Blacks South Africa or All Blacks England? I'm going to say South Africa All Blacks was the final. That is correct. Yeah, and isn't this weird? I, I remember following every game except the final. Like, um, was it S- South Africa? I think. South Africa did win. Yeah. You are actually correct. I was there. Well, oh, wow. not there. Wow. I was in Paris wow. where, where the um, World Cup was being held. But quite by accident, we were there on the weekend of, of the final. And 
we were walking home from a Vivaldi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you something we can do that's the opposite of a rugby world cup. Ah, classical music. Watching Vivaldi in yes. Paris at the time. So we were <laughs> walking home and past a uh, you know uh, a bunch of uh, I guess pubs or. You, what do they call them in wine Paris? bars? <laughs> wine bars that had the, you know had it on the big screen and got absolutely sucked in because yeah. it was so compelling. We walked by right at the moment that the All Blacks, New Zealand, scored a, a try to bring the scores closer, uh, yeah. much closer within one. So within a single point, uh, I think it was twelve eleven was the was the score and they had a, a kick to to convert the try uh but it was from far out wide and it was and they missed that kick but it it felt yeah. inevitable that new zealand would would come over the top of of south africa they were mm. you know driving so hard and then they had another attempt at a, a penalty kick which would have put them in front and again, they missed that oh, kick. Heartbreaking. So there, there were two late kicks that could have won New Zealand the the World Cup, but they they just didn't. And it was an amazing, amazing scenes. In, in the, the the quality games were extraordinary. I, I saw was it Ireland and maybe New Zealand. It was just one of the best games of rugby I'd ever seen. And uh, mm. I, I, I'm yeah. so glad. Can't I remember got... who played, but uh, no, gripping. I'm. Um, <laughs> I'm very relieved I got that right because my brother actually works in rugby union and he'd, oh, really? uh, he'd be appalled if I uh, got that wrong. But, um, yeah, no, um, sad for New Zealand, I'm sure, but good for South Africa. Yes, absolutely. Well, you must be one of the most eclectic people I've ever met, Johnny. I mean, there, there wouldn't have been too many people walking out of that Vivaldi concert who were like, what, what should we do next? I know, let's go watch the rugby at the pub. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not sure. All right, question number seven. In a car... What does a tachometer or tachometer typically measure? Oh, this is not my area. Uh, nor mine. I'm not, I'm not, not an engineer. I've heard of you were drivers or car oh, mad. I, I've just got a car for the first time in 20 years this year because of the baby. So I am back behind the wheel. Did you? <laughs> you haven't had a car for 20 years, Dave? No, proudly. That's proudly. you. Um, <laughs> I... It's not the. Um, I've heard of it. It's. It's not the. Is it the thing that measures how many miles or k's the car has done over the course of its life? Oh, is it that? No. Or is that the odometer? Trip me. It's an odometer. I'm going to guess it's like the revs. Does it measure like how, how fast the engine's spinning? Is it a revs measurer? That is exactly. It is a revs measurer. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. It's revolutions per minute, the RPMs. The RPMs, that it measures. there we go. But interestingly, do you, how's your Greek? Did either of you do Greek? Uh, a bit rusty. <laughs> <laughs> my so ancient the, Greek's better than my modern Greek, but yeah. And, uh, no, right, well, so tac? Yeah, well, tachos. Tachos. Actually means speed, and metron is measure. Yep. So it's a speed measurer. So essentially, the words tachometer or tachometer and speedometer mean ah. exactly the same thing. And and most cars have both. So a speedometer measures the speed that the vehicle is travelling, but the tacho, tacky, 
measures the the internal speed of the engine. So that would be an internal dial. I'm just trying to visualize my dashboard. There's obviously the big speedo. The speedo, which which tells me if I'm going to, yeah. you know, is, and then there's all these sort yeah. of separate dials. I never have a clue what they're measuring or telling me. So it, it measures. It's the one. Do you do you drive a manual or? Don't a, be a ridiculous, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. so it's an automatic that you're driving. You will see that a, a, tac, a taco is is probably more useful in a manual right. vehicle because it tells you. Uh, you know the the tens of thousands of revolutions per minute that the um, the engine is is moving and and tells you essentially when to change gears. Yeah, right. The oh, well, that revs, would be useful in a manual. The more yeah. you know, Chris it goes lost. like, <laughs> like <laughs> that kind of deal. We used um, to we used to laugh sometimes. I think in in chaser meetings, if Chris's driving came up, because I think it was Craig. Rucastle observed that you know when Chris drives, he he's one of he's like an old lady who hunches very far forward over the yeah. steering wheel. The like seats. isn't there isn't doesn't isn't that how Mole Man drives in The Simpsons? You know, peering <laughs> yes. over the top of the steering wheel, the blinking as far forward as it could possibly go. <laughs> even even short people come in if they want to borrow my car and they move the seat back. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, question number eight. Which Academy Award-winning actress mm. has been the face of Dior's J'adore perfume for almost 20 years? Oh, who does J'adore? Is that our Kate? Is that, uh, it's not our Kate. It's not our no, Kate. Correct. Mm, she had something else, I think, didn't oh, she? Oh, she's Armani. She's Armani. Yes. Dior. Who does J'adore? It's, it's, not, not, it's not Nicole, right? It's not Nicole, does no, it? No, it's, it's, it's not an Australian. <clears throat> Is it? Okay. It's not Isabella Rossellini, is it? it oh, is, I, I love no. these names. Is it Scarlett Johansson? Is it? No, it's not Scarlett Johansson. Gosh. Okay, we're into clue territory now, I think, Johnny. It's okay, really all right. Yes. I will tell you that uh, question number six of this quiz relates in a kind of roundabout way to this that actress. Was, that was the car a long one. time ago, I the, can't remember. No, not the car one. What was six? This is Oh, rugby, eight. rugby. Yes. Oh, South Africa, oh, of course, um, from Monster. Exactly right. Oh, Charlize the rest Theron. Of development. Is, is it Charlize? Charlize Theron Charlize is the right Very well done. Fabulous. Okay. Yes. yes. In 2004, she replaced Estonian model Tiu Kuik as the spokeswoman in the J'adore advertisement. Really? Do you know the, the fragrance, J'adore? I, I, I'm not, I don't know what it smells like, no. But I did work with Charlize Theron once, and what? I don't know if she was wearing J'adore. But <laughs> she goodness. was the... She Tell was the, me about that. She was the subject of... Uh, there was a series of prank segments that we did on The Chasers War and everything called Mr. Ten Questions, where I played a, a journalist who, instead of asking one question when he turned up to a press conference, would ask 10 in a row without a pause and then expect <laughs> the person to remember all 10 and answer them. And the, the very first brilliant. one we shot was right. with Charlize Theron, who That's was right. on a red... She was doing a red carpet. And so, yeah, I, I stopped her on the carpet and fired 10 questions at her. And, <laughs> but she, she was not what a great sport. <clears throat> Sorry, what Johnny. The, what was the the kind of flavour of the questions? Well, I think it was something like, "Hi, Charlie's. I've just got ten questions for you. First of all, how are you enjoying Australia? Second, how long long did it take to get here? Third, what are you wearing today? And fourth, blah blah blah." 
and and rattled them off. It's hilarious. She interrupted me. Didn't they segue into things like Johnny might be asking in a quiz? They sort of became trivia questions. Oh, they did. By question eight, yeah, you were asking, you know, which Portuguese territory is located a very long way? Yeah. Oh, gosh, I love it. And Uh, so she was your first mark for that one? She was the very first one that I... I did for it, yeah, yeah. And I think she I, was a good sport not a for memory, wasn't she? she, she well, she was smiley, but she did, halfway through the questions, say, that is a lot of questions, and walk away. Like, right. you know, she didn't attempt yeah. to answer the questions or, or even yeah, listen so to them all. She <laughs> just named the joke, and that was... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. This character that Andrew did almost caused an international incident when he, he did the same set of... Te- well, I, 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 Mr. Ten Questions with Sophia Loren who was out here promoting some Italian film festival. Yeah. And, you know, a very, very noble, um, proper woman. And one of the questions, that wasn't it, Andrew? I think sort of number seven in the mix was, did you just fart? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and it did not go down well, because I think John no. Michael Hausen, who was representing <laughs> her, would go, oh, that's no way to treat Sophia. It's oh. absolute disgrace. He was furious. He said, I want, I, I want to punch those fellows on the nose, is what he said. Not, not in the face. He said, on the nose, <laughs> like, like you'd say in That's the 1920s. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, she, the, and the Italian community, because, you know, she's, she's, she's deified, mm, really. I mean, yeah. they, they do see her as a sort of goddess, really. And, and I mean, she's like, literally. The, uh, you know. Someone who would yeah. never fart. You know. yeah. No, no, and they were really disgusted. I remember, you know, because <clears throat> the press conference was held in a room with a lot of Italians, and wow. uh, when I walked out of the room, oh, they were scowling and hissing at me. It was Italians; <laughs> <laughs> they're quite emotional too. <laughs> oh, I, re- I still remember an old lady looking up at me and saying, "You are disgusting." <laughs> <laughs> wow! <Well, laughs> because I'd asked really ten questions. Incredible. All right, question number nine. We're nearly there, fellas. Question number nine. Catherine King is the federal minister for... And there's a multiple choice here. Do you need it? Uh, uh, probably, yes. Oh, I, I will. But, Chris, maybe you can go open-ended. No, she's been in the news a lot lately. Um, I'm out give, of us, give us the options. She was... Okay. Yeah. Three options. Here they are. A, B and C. A, transport. B, Education or C, environment. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm too out of the loop. No, Andrew's out. These days. No, Not I was really hoping the uh, the multiple choice would uh, clarify would things point for you me. In the, well, look, Tra- I reckon... Oh, no, 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 I've got it. I've got it. Yep. She was okay. in the news a lot over the whole Qatar Airways bizzo, so transport. Oh, very well done. Very well put oh, together. Well I was going to say you could probably... Elimination, you know, by a process of elimination, yes. you can probably work it out. Because, do you know who the environment minister? That's is? Tanya Plibersek. That is Tanya Plibersek. Very well done. Uh, and what about education? She's doing education now. Mm. Is anyone in charge Which of is education? Not Tanya Plibersek. <laughs> no, they've given up. Probably like the t- same as the teachers. Oh, <laughs> Nobody wants to do it. It's not Jason Clare, is it? It is it's Jason, Jason Clare. Oh, well done, yeah. Taylor. Very well, well done, Taylor. Brilliant. All right. Well, we are up to the final oh. question. Question number 10. You've done very well, gentlemen, I have to say. Question number 10. Which novel begins all children except one grow up? And there's a bonus point. For naming who wrote it. Wow. Oh, I'm going to guess it's... It, 
Well, hang on. Is there a book? I mean, well, Peter Pan and Wendy is, like, is a play, right? It's, I was going to say it's a Peter it's Pan story. Peter Pan, isn't um, it? J.M. Barry, but it's. But is yeah, that you, a novel? You thought that was a play. That? You thought it was a play, did you? I feel like it is a play, right? It's a mm. book as well, maybe. It's not. Um, ben- was Benjamin Button a novel before? Oh. Benjamin Button is a novel before it was a movie, okay. but you, you have already got it. It's Peter oh, Pan. it's Peter Pan. Oh, oh it's Peter yeah, Pan. Yeah. No. And you have already said the author, which is Jane Barry. Yeah, very well done. All children except one grow up is the opening line, and it was Peter Pan uh, appeared originally in a short story, which I can't remember the the name of, and then that character was sort of uh, explored more thoroughly in. Uh, in Peter Pan, which then became a play, and he mm. just kept on going back to the well. I guess. Oh, he had one times. idea, and he kept. He did. He, it, w- he did one it. idea. There's a musical. There's a. There's a TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So speaking of one ideas, uh, guys, your show Australian Epic. No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't tar you with that brush. That's terrible. Uh, is on th- this Wednesday. Yeah. On, on the ABC. And then, uh, so Wednesday, the 8th of November at 9 pm on ABC TV, and thereafter on iView. You can watch the whole lot on iView in one long binge if that's how you like to view things. Otherwise, you're yeah, every week, 9 o'clock on Wednesday nights. Brilliant. But, gentlemen, you've done exceptionally well at the quiz. It's been an absolute delight having you on. Good luck. Best of luck. Break legs, I guess. Thank you. With. Uh, Australian epic. I can't wait to watch it, and I'm sure all my listeners will watch it as well. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to quiz with you today, Johnny. Thanks so oh, much no, for I've having had us a on. Blast. Yeah, I've had a great time, Johnny. Thank pleasure. you. Pleasure. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Saturday Quiz. It really is good to be back. Thank you to my guests this week, Andrew Hansen and Chris Taylor. Thanks, as always, to the wonderful Cindy McDonald for writing the questions. Special thanks to William McKenna, who stepped in and did such a fantastic job of hosting the podcast so that I could go away on holidays for the last month. And thank you to you, the listeners, who keep coming back week after week. It really does make me happy to know how much you like the show. This episode was recorded in Nam on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I acknowledge their traditions of sharing stories and knowledge for millennia on this land and pay my respects to their elders past and present. My name's John Leary and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.